Okay, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for keep coming back to this uh, podcast, Business and Art of Winning. So that's our topic. Our, today, our topic is exactly what our organization has been built on. It's how to win friends and influence people. So our track has been, in this series, it's been about what is winning to you, how to attract prosperity. We've looked at um, unleashing your leadership potential. In fact, before we get into our session today, uh, we did have a, uh, a question. Uh, so you can email us on william.farmer at dalecarnegie.com with any of your questions. We'd love this podcast to be interactive. Um, my producer, please, would you like to read out the question? And this is uh, Jordan Dron. Absolutely. Thanks, William. So we have a question sent in from us uh, from Dawn Lee, who is a relationship coach. And Dawn says, a lot of the time, Dale Carnegie is all about being nice and polite. As a coach, sure, I help people build rapport, but my role is to tell them the truth. And sometimes it doesn't come across in a very good human relations way, but they need to hear it. How do I reconcile human relations against telling the truth? Yeah, look, I love the question. Thank you, Dawn. And, you know, I've been in this space for 30 years, and, and guess what? The clients that really respect me are the ones that I just say it like it is. Um, now, the human relations principles are fantastic. They're divided up into three sections. So 1 to 9 is rapport. 10 to 21 is about enthusiastic cooperation. And the last ones, which is uh, 22 to 30, is all about leadership, which is around coaching and, and difficult conversations. So that, that format of those three sections really allow people to be able to maybe accept some of the things that you're saying in a more receptive way. And so where the human relations principles, is, in fact, I, I was fortunate enough, I was in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, this was in 1997, I know it's a long time ago, but there I am, I'm sitting next to Dorothy Carnegie, and uh, I'm, I'm actually, it's an interview, I didn't know it was an interview, it was an interview for whether I was going to get the, my first franchise, which was the franchise for New Zealand. And then I'm I'm really nervous, and uh, because you know I wanted to make sure that I was eating in a very appropriate way. And then I watched some of my American people, and they eat their like this with their fork. Uh, they use their fork not like the way the English use it. And I thought, well, hey, I know how. I'm not going to be nervous. I'm going to use a very polite, posh way of eating, and that just eased my nerves. I was in my uh, you know, late twenties, so I needed to ease my nerves. And I started a conversation. I was so nervous to meet uh, Dorothy Carnegie. She was so polite. She knew all my figures. She even knew my daughter's name, Michaela. And she kept that conversation moving. One of the things I asked her in that lunch, I said, Dorothy, is it true about the scrapbook, the, you know, the, the book that we give away in our class? Uh, and she said, uh, what do you want to know? And I said, is it true that you know, you got all the information from Dale Carnegie's writing, all the people that he was inspired for, inspired by, and, and, and documented that book. And she said, yes, absolutely, well, it is. You know, one thing that I've learned in, in my time with the business, now, Dorothy, when I met her, she was 90, 92 years old. She said, if this, if our organization was all about being nice, I would have got rid of it a long time ago. It's about effective communication. It's not about being nice or polite. It's about effective communication. So when we look at those three sections uh, of rapport, enthusiastic cooperation, and leading people, that's what 
Dale Carnegie's work was intended to do. It was to give you some tools, a platform where people could start to receive the, uh, the truth and then inter integrate it into whatever it is that they need to do. So long answer there, Dawn, but such a, a relevant one for our section, which is episode 10, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, carry on doing the fantastic work that you're doing. Uh, let people know what their truth is and help them integrate it. These principles are a consideration for making that a smooth pass for you as a coach. Uh, by the way, again, if you've got any questions, please just email us and we'll make this podcast uh, interactive. Thank you for joining us if you're on a live or if you're part of our alumni group. Thank you for joining us as well. Uh, so today's lesson is actually the art of winning the art of influence and yet you would have seen on podcasts and uh, Instagram which we're also involved in there are influences what makes an influencer an influence well first of all followers uh, so if you've got two or three million followers then someone can come with their brand or product and ask you to use that brand or product and they'll pay you for that uh, that, that opportunity so congratulations if you are an influencer well, what does an influencer mean when it comes to leadership and that is where you have the ability to have a deep understanding. So last session, we talked about unleash your leadership potential. We talked about four temperaments, director, persuader, stabilizer, and analyzer. Now, these temperaments are our default or what we call our lean-to uh, because it's part of our personality. Now, the more we understand people, uh, and by the way, I, I work with a lot of engineers. 60% of our clients, I would say, are technical or engineering, science, IT. And, um, and so one of the reasons why they're attracted to our organization is because we uh, exercise a muscle that typically uh, in their professional career, they don't really get to use until uh, later in their, uh, in their development. And, um, and they maybe have spent 15 years being fantastic at what they do. Then uh, all of a sudden they find themselves in this leadership spot. And when you think about engineering or technical, their job all day, every day, is to use their, their fantastic brains around critical thinking, minimize any risk, look for perfection, not suggestions of perfection. Never get me to build a bridge because <laughs> I'll give you a suggestion of perfection, not perfection. Uh, and um, now when they start to coach people using critical thinking and perfection, it doesn't work as we know, all right? Uh, because people are gray. In fact, I don't find people gray. I find them all sorts of multicolors. And our job is to really understand what makes Joe go. Joe could be a male or a female. And uh, it's my job to motivate them. Well, I've got to know them. I've got to understand them. And so when we look at uh, Dale Carnegie's work, which I've had the privilege of working with for more than 30 years, it's smart. Uh, so the first nine human relations principles, I'll give you principle one for those who haven't been exposed to Dale Carnegie's work. First one is don't criticize, condemn or complain. Has anybody here criticized in the last seven days? Yeah. Condemned when you can fit it in. Complained. I'm sure. Uh, so when we criticize, condemn or complain, it's actually a negative energy. And when we're meeting people and we're thinking critically of them or we've got a complaint to share with them or we can complain about other people. So you may be think, oh, I'd never complain to the person I'm talking to. But if you're complaining about other people, you know, there is that thought going, oh, what are you saying about me when, when I'm not here? Uh, so, so when you're trying to build rapport with people, don't go in with that mindset. By the way, it's the only don't. The rest are 29 do's. Uh, 
so there's 30 principles in Dale Carnegie's suite. Uh, so the first one is don't, the rest is do. So here's some of the do's from this first section of principles. Uh, give honest and sincere appreciation. Um, so one of the principles around giving appreciation is, you know, basically, I can appreciate people for their time. Now, I spell time, L-I-F-E. What is that? Trade of life. And you heard about me talk about that in uh, previous podcasts. When I'm meeting someone and they're giving me their time, I can appreciate just that. And time is a premium now. Uh, yes, we all want to be paid well for our hourly rate. If you're a business or entrepreneur, your job is to get many people to give their hourly rate. And uh, for whatever product and service that you're selling, you want to make sure there's leftover and that leftover is reinvested. So cash that's not being used won't create cash flow. Cash flow is king or queen. And you've heard that saying, cash is king. Well, actually, it's not. It's cash flow. And you need that cash flow. And people who are stimulated and engaged are productive and they tend to be able to look at the business and be able to move with the business. That's why it's so important to inspire and motivate people. So the first nine human relations of Dale Carnegie's work is don't criticize, condemn, show genuine appreciation, arouse in the other person an eager one. Principle nine, uh, make the other person uh, feel important. Check it out, by the way. Um, hey, just uh, uh, email us or check us on our website. We will send you digitally a golden book with 30 principles on how to influence others, but also 30 principles how to minimize your own anxiety, how to control stress and worry. So that's free. So if you just want to, um, if you want that information, we will send you that information. The next section of principles, which is about enthusiastic cooperation. So look, if you had a desire for your team, uh, which would you choose? Would you want people to be compliant, do what they're told to do uh, all the time, or would you want them to be enthusiastically engaged? Now, which is going to give you the highest productivity? Obviously, the latter, enthusiastically engaged. Now, which do you want at home? Compliance or enthusiasm? And most of you are going, man, I just want compliance. I just want them to do as they're told. Okay, my kids, my partner, actually, and maybe if we could have enthusiastic cooperation, you know, twice a week at least, you know what I mean? And so, uh, so, so how do we get enthusiastic cooperation? Well, we've got to... Be enthusiastic. And this is where Dale Carnegie's work is, again, quite profound because he wrote it so early uh, in his career. He talked about enthusiasm being the, the hidden secret to life. That enthusiasm comes from the Greek word entheos, the light within, the energy within. So if I'm going to get enthusiastic cooperation, I've got to use that light within and help other people see that enthusiasm. Now, I've worked with thousands of scientists I worked with um, uh, an organization that was all science. And, uh, and this organization put 600 scientists through uh, the Dale Carnegie course. And everyone was going, oh, man, that's going to be like a boring class because, you know, they're all pretty analytical. And, you know, what are the, how are the scientists going to take the Dale Carnegie experience? Well, I'm going to tell you, they were awesome because they don't suffer fools for a start. It has to have some sort of uh, substantiation to it. Uh, and as soon as they, we were able to uh, give that 
you know, the data around engagement, how that works, and we give them permission to have fun. Uh, I tell you, some of our classes uh, in, in that particular area have been the most exciting classes that I've taken. So, there, you know, we, we have these stereotypes, you know, engineers, you know, they're going to be particularly analytical. Yes, there's going to be a tendency, uh, but one of my best friends is a CFO for a very large company, and he's not like your typical accountant. He's a human being with his own personality, his own characteristics. Accounting is what he's doing. What he, what he does, but it's not who he is. And so, uh, and that's one of the things that I suggest in our classes. Sure, you may have a tendency towards this particular temperament, but there's nothing stopping us from evolving and being able to be relatable to all temperaments. Uh, if you're dealing with engineers, typically engineers, if you're over vivacious, there can be seen as a lack of trust that you don't know your data. And um, that's okay. But when you're moving with a customer and a client who don't really want you to talk like an engineer, they want you to make it really simple and easy and accessible for them to be able to follow you, you've got to learn to change stations. Maybe even move into more direct communication or even interpersonal communication. Now all human beings on planet Earth have all four of these temperaments going and they are able to access all four. Our goal, though, is to be able to enhance those areas, and the human relations principles give us access to that. So one of our world-famous uh, graduates is Warren Buffett. He's obviously a genius in his space in the financial world. He really struggled to communicate in groups. That was something that he needed to do to build credibility for his investors. Um, he did the Dale Carnegie course. In fact, it's the only certificate that he has up on his wall. He gets honorary degrees from many universities, um, but that's the one that means the most. Why? And he actually said this, and you can see it on YouTube if you want to check it out. He said, you can be a genius in your space, but you've got to be able to communicate your genius. Otherwise, people won't know who you are. And uh, so, uh, so the first section, one to nine, uh, human relations principles about rapport. Next is enthusiastic cooperation. Where does enthusiasm come from? Well, it comes from you. And you can, by the way, when I was talking about those scientists, they are the most enthusiastic people I've met. Now, they might not demonstrate it externally, say if I was working with a marketing team uh, or a radio station uh, or a TV station where you have to lift your energy up because you're in front of the camera uh, all the time, where it needs to be outwardly expressed. That's another form of enthusiasm where you're outwardly expressing it. So you can be internally enthusiastic, jazzed, ready to go, as well as externally enthusiastic. And for a lot of our clients, they have to learn how to project enthusiasm, especially on Zoom, Teams, some of the other meeting platforms. It's, it can be a real challenge for them to keep people engaged. And a lot of our sales are now online. So principle 10 of 21 is all about enthusiastic cooperation. 22 to 30 is difficult conversations. Now, the number one human fear, uh, according to some of the survey companies that we use, we use Hay Group, Conexa, um, uh, just to name a few, Gallup is uh, another good one. Obviously, that data is changing all the time. But the number one human fear is real conversations, difficult conversations. Yes, it used to be public speaking. It's no longer the, the, the predominant fear. It's more around real conversations. How many people do you know won't book a hair appointment unless they can do it online? Won't see the dentist unless they can book it online? All right. And um, now look, it's expedient. It's fast. It makes common sense to do that. Um, 
but some people won't even pick up the phone. In fact, I when I when I ring um, Isabella and she's with her friends, she'll go, "Dad, Dad, why are you ringing me? It's so embarrassing. Like, embarrassing? Why is it embarrassing? Uh, just text me if you need me. Plus, you got find me on my friends. You know where I am. So stop checking me out. All right. So that's so. Here's the point. Um, when we move into uh, 22 to 30 difficult conversations, we have to know how to have them. You know, when someone gets really offended uh, straight away, there's nothing getting it. There's no information getting it. Why? Because they're defending their point of view. All right. And when they're defending, they're not letting anything else in. So there's no point getting someone so heated where they feel they have threatened and they're in defense mode. So uh, the rapport principles help us get to enthusiastic cooperation, which then helps us to lead uh, where we really truly influence. And so some of those principles, just to, off the, uh, to give you a bit of an idea, so build rapport, uh, begin with praise and honest appreciation. So again, when we're starting to coach someone, thank them for their time, thank them for their contribution. Uh, address the issues, do that indirectly. Ask questions instead of giving uh, a direct uh, response. Uh, ask questions. Uh, next one is talk about your own mistakes before criticizing somebody else. Everyone makes mistakes, they're not only mistakes, they're learning opportunities, right? So maybe just talk about a learning opportunity that you had before addressing the issues, but you must address. Now, Dale Carnegie actually, uh, and I learned this from one of um, uh, a, a very prestigious executive, his name was Dick Morgan, who worked with the organization in the very early years. Dale Carnegie himself knew that you had to, you had to say it like it is sometimes. And uh, so one of the principles that we're guiding with the organization, when all else fails and you've used these principles, tell them like it is. Because sometimes that's the only way to get the message through. But once you've told them, let them know they're awesome. Give them a fine reputation to live up to. Uh, make the fault seem easy to correct. These are Dale Carnegie principles after you've given the news. So uh, thank you uh, to uh, our question uh, from Dawn Lee, Relationship Coach. Thank you. Please send in any questions that you may have. So our workshop today, our podcast today was sponsored by um, our next program, which is the Dale Carnegie course, uh, which is coming up. This is the Immersion 3-Day program, 18th, 19th, the 20th. If you're looking for transformational change, I can honestly say I've trained over 34,000 people in this process. 34,000 people minimum. I'm understudying, not overstudying. And the transformational change that I've seen is one trainer doing that is phenomenal. Now, I've had the privilege of working with at least 30, 40 trainers in my career who also run that program. It is one of the most uh, fantastic programs for creating influence and getting buy-in or even telling your truth, even if they don't agree. One of the things that we do train you is, you know, you can't be subject to other people's opinion. By the way, if you're not being criticized, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm criticized all the time, so I must be doing something. It's okay. If criticism truly had any power, the skunk would have been extinct many years ago. That's from uh, Mark Twain. If criticism really had any power, would uh, Donald Trump ever have been president of the United States? Probably not. You know, with leadership comes criticism. So we have to learn how to have, not a thick hide, but a, you know, like a force field that allows us to move in and out of information effectively so that we can do our job, which is to lead. Leadership is not always popular. In fact, if you are gonna become the leader that you desire to be, you won't always be loved. Sorry, 
let's burst that bubble right now. And it's okay. In disruption comes great opportunity. And so let's tap into what type of leader you will be, how you will help others be leaders as well. In fact, in this world where we are virtual, where we're working from home, and sometimes you might only get together with your group once a week, we have to have that ability to be able to build teams virtually and face-to-face. -face. So uh, this has been How to Win Friends and Influence People of the series, which is business, the art of winning. I'm William Farmer. Hey, check us out. Please give us a five-star if you liked it uh, so that more people can join us. And also check us out on Unstoppable Leaders. Book in for that seminar. We're coming to Cairns. So if you are listening to us from Cairns, please book in to Unstoppable Leaders. It's a $600 a value and we're actually giving that complimentary so that we can help leaders be unstoppable thank you